listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Laurel. 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 So, so Yanny, right? <laughs> I hear Laurel. What? I 100% only hear Laurel. John, what's wrong with you? Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> really, I think I'm quite normal. Laurel. How do you get Laurel from Yanny? I only hear Laurel. <laughs> There's nothing else that it can be. So, if a Laurel falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it Yanny? <laughs> well, what about that? Put that in your yanny and smoke it. Oh, yeah? Well, I got a sound for you. Idiot! Now, what do you think about that? What do you hear now? <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> it hurts my feelings. <laughs> I still hear Laurel. Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. What if people hear me saying that and they hear like something completely different? If I just go, Laurel, and then people are like, <laughs> I heard him say Napoleon Dynamite or whatever. You know, I'm not going to name any names, but... I heard a, there's a certain someone close to me who was claiming this was a cult activity. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that was that was responsible for this whole wow. Laurel Yanny video. You got to keep That your, it was black magic. <laughs> got to keep your eye out on the devil. He's coming for you. Which I don't. comes like a thief in the night through a <laughs> viral video, audio recording. This is what scientists call an audio hallucination okay. or something like that. I've had a few of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the way it's the way the frequency is that some people hear it one right. way and some people hear it the other way. Yeah. Well, and I, I am, uh, I do have a hearing deficiency in upper frequency, like upper range stuff. Mm-hmm. So like watch alarms and stuff, I have a real hard time hmm. hearing them. Not that I use a watch alarm, but you know, my son does. Right. Um, so I can imagine that because my, my son could hear Yanny, and I only heard Laurel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe it's because of my hearing problem. I do like the idea of like the, you know, it's a funny thought for me to think that the devil is somewhere sitting in an office, which yes. is which is probably some office over at Spotify, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> he's trying to think of how he can separate man from the love of God, and he's like, all right, the Yanny Laurel thing on Facebook, <laughs> that'll do it. This is the guy to write here. <laughs> That's going to drive him crazy. I've been working since really right after the beginning of time, and this is the idea that's going to do it. Uh, I mean, I get that, I guess. Like I was saying earlier, like what if some like under demon comes to him? I was like, hey, Deb, I know you're busy, but I just got an idea. I want to run up the flagpole. Uh, <laughs> what do you say we cut some audio of someone saying Laurel, but also make it kind of say Yanny and... Uh, you know, maybe if we play it backwards, it says, you know, all hell Satan or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just, well, what do you think about that? I just want to run that up flagpole, see see what you think. And then you he's know? like, that's a great idea, Laurel. <laughs> and the idea. demon's like, it's Yanny. It's and he's like, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, as being a good Baptist as I am, I wouldn't put anything past the devil. But <laughs> yeah, uh, true. I, I just don't know that, that this is where he's focusing his campaign online. I mean, there's a lot of 
online stuff and uh that he's probably focused a little he's more, more on. involved in the heavy the harry potter stuff yeah, right harry potter <laughs> yeah. you're like a heavy metal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh that's your that's your that's his like a go-to his bread and butter harry yeah. potter yeah and <laughs> heavy metal so if harry potter made a heavy metal band the uh protestant church or the baptist church would just collapse in upon itself <laughs> from youths just flocking to the devil so anyways you know i don't know it was uh when i was in youth group rock and roll was the worst thing in the world but there was right. that whole like uh what they call it now the satanic panic of the 80s yeah yeah you know and so everything was like of the devil or yeah. whatever and I knew it was kind of weird when uh, a youth minister got mad at me for wearing a tie-dyed Grateful Dead hat <laughs> to church. And uh, he told me that that band was of the devil. And I was like, well, I mean, they're really kind of more like a country band than a, than a heavy metal band. Because he had never listened to it. But right. He just assumed. Well, their their logo is a skull. Right. Yes, that's right. So With a peace the, sign on it or yeah. something like well, that. Well, it's, so. it's got a lightning bolt through the middle of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, he looked at that and assumed that, you know, it was it was devil worshiping. And, uh, you know, I was just like, man, this is really weird. You know, you're kind of taking it overboard. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because my mom listened to this, I came home and told her that. And she was like, well, don't make it a big issue. You know, if you don't want you to wear the hat, don't wear the hat. You know, there's no reason to, to make a big thing. But she was like, also, you know, sometimes people are wrong. And so right. I was just like, all right, that's all I need to know because... One of the other things he went off on was her favorite band, which was the Beatles. So, <laughs> yeah. So, gosh, you had to let me know. Sometimes people are wrong, and it's okay to let them be wrong. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. We'll say the Grateful Dead led me down some dark paths, though. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe they are of the devil. Maybe that was it. Maybe he was right, and uh, only I had listened. If to only him. you had listened. Yeah. All right. Well, you got any good stories this week? I do. I have a. A brewery where you can go and you can uh, enjoy a, a drink, but then you okay. can also get the cremains of your loved ones turned into a diamond. Wow. Yeah. That's a two-for-one special right there. <laughs> Do they have to be dead before they come? <laughs> well, they have to be cremated before they get there. Oh, now, okay. how All they right. get to that point, so I guess not, that's between you and them and the legal system right. of whatever country you're in. It's not brewery slash crematorium? No. Okay. If they're looking to expand their business, that's a perfect that's, avenue to go in. It's a budding market, apparently, if you <laughs> yeah. want to get in early. I mean, it just goes... I mean, I, who would have thought a brewery and, you know, cremains into diamonds? Yeah. But once you're at, you know, cremains into diamonds, just go ahead and do the cremating, yeah. too. Just go ahead. Know? Yeah, cut out the middleman. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. an extra, whatever, $500 charge to yeah. burn up your loved one. What else we got to talk about um, today? I got a, uh, I got Anne Frank's dirty jokes, you know. <laughs> uh, so that's been a really kind of a hot topic this week. She, uh, they found some hidden pages in her diary, uh, which you know everyone has probably read or at least has knowledge of her diary of sweet. Anne we were Frank. required to read it. When yeah, I was we in were too. Yeah. yeah, we were too. Uh, sweet Anne Frank and her, you know, family living behind the walls, and she was writing down some dirty jokes too. So. <laughs> right. Uh, that's kind of you got to pass the time somehow. That's right. Yeah, I guess you do. You gotta, you gotta uh, entertain yourself. And she was a teenager. That's the point the article makes out. Right. So, um, she fell into same of the things. Teenagers. I, I was my theory has always been people have been the same since the beginning of time. They Te- have technology is the only thing that's changed. You know, 
we still engage in all the same things we always have one of which being teenagers telling dirty jokes so <laughs> all right so are you familiar with the old tv show 21 jump street that may be just a few I'm years more familiar with the Jonah Hill slash uh Oh yeah, that's right. Channing I forgot they Tatum. remade that into What's a movie. Name? Yeah, that's Channing Tatum. Yeah, a lot I'm, of people, I'm more familiar with that. Yeah. A lot of people say me and Channing Tatum look alike. Similar build, you know, <laughs> right. like rock hard abs and muscles and everything. Well, uh we got a guy who kinda tried that here, uh, himself. Uh the headline from NBC Dallas Fort Worth or DFW dot com is man 25 poses as a high school student to play basketball (laughs) okay uh a 25 year old man was arrested after allegedly posing as a high school student in a dallas independent school district uh so he could compete in high school basketball according to texas officials now the university interscholastic league is monitoring the situation Dallas ISD police said Sidney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley, it's quite the name, <laughs> uh, claimed to be dispa- displaced hur- during Hurricane Harvey and uh, enrolled as a freshman student in Skyline High School in August under the name Rashawn Richardson. Federal law exempts people who claim to be homeless or an evacuee during a natural disaster from requiring documents they may not have. Richardson ISD officials confirmed the man also enrolled in classes at Richardson High School in October for one day. District officials say he did not give a reason for withdrawing after enrolling. Uh, DISD said Gilstrap Portley ended up at Hillcrest High School and joined the varsity basketball team there. A UIL spokesman said that uh, they were aware of Gilstrap Portly playing during the basketball season and the minimum penalty for using ineligible players is forfeiture of games where they uh, that player had participated. A woman who has a 14-year-old daughter at the high school told NBC5 that uh, he dated the young girl earlier this year. Uh-oh. Yeah, right, yeah. Why did you do that? Yeah, I mean, you just couldn't get... You just weren't happy enough dunking over 17-year-olds. You had to date a 14-year-old. Um, she says her daughter met uh, met him at school in January. Her daughter told her they've kissed but had no other um, relations uh, in any way. They've just kissed. Uh. And we all know teenagers are they're known for telling the truth all the time. So, <laughs> um, She says police have been in touch with her family and detectives told her they are investigating the suspect's activities over the nine months he allegedly posed as a high school student. Um, he was a good player, the coach said. Well, but, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a good seven-year jump on all the other guys. But, he said, but didn't stick out as being completely head and shoulders above everyone else. <laughs> 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 got to hurt the old ego. Other than being very quiet, a very quiet, reserved young man. He's trying to keep a low profile. Yeah, he was polite. Uh, Looking back on that now, it makes sense to me that maybe he was trying not to be noticed or to bring attention to himself. He said he he since learned from the police that the suspect has a child and a girlfriend. uh, And Bayer says they came to basketball games, but staff believe the woman and child were a sister and nephew of the suspect. Um. The superintendent says for him to take advantage of the Harvey, Hurricane Harvey situation and the homeless laws to get himself in front of our students, it is frustrating. 
um, which understandable. Right. Uh, the basketball coach uh, ends the article here with saying uh, he was an average player and a good kid. I'm surprised. So this kid has where was he like what was the point was the point of this whole scheme just to play high school basketball i think so to just uncle rico it up and actually you know go back (laughs) yes he wanted to relive the glory days and probably thought i'm gonna go in and dominate and found out that he's just an average player (laughs) you know or maybe he was like a nerd when he went through high school the first time he wasn't like very athletic He's kind of grown into his body more. And so he's like, I'm going to give it another go. I always wanted a Letterman's jacket. Yeah. So he like rolls back into school uh, under this. Do you think he could have been undercover? I don't know. Maybe he was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like maybe he's like the undercover brother and he's going in to, uh, <laughs> you know, find out where all the kids are getting their whatever they're doing these days. I'm not hip on what all the kids are into. <laughs> right. Molly or you know whatever drugs or stuff I, there's probably all kind of new drugs that's came out since i was in the scene so uh yeah but anyways he messed up royally by getting involved with a a young girl you know that's that's felonious activity and yes yeah, that's, that's enough to get you a cell yeah yeah and which i would say he deserves by the way you know? right you know what i feel like if he could go back in time he'd be like you know maybe i should just be you know the sixth man off the basketball team bench and, you know, come in and play and maybe not go and try to find a 14 year old girl to be my (laughs) girlfriend. Well, I've already got a kid by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what does his girlfriend think about that? High school is not paying child support. No. What does she think he's doing all day? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they were like, this is your chance and you're going to dominate and then you can get into college and, you know, maybe on into the pro leagues because you're going to be so much better. Everybody thinks you're, 17 yeah and you're gonna be so much better than all these other kids and then it turns out that you're just some <laughs> sorry s- sorry yeah, guy oh, you man. know you're not very good at basketball so um some bad decisions on his part there and i would say we might want to rethink our laws about not having to produce documents before you enroll in school that's a um, good point i know that you know if there's a natural disaster like a hurricane and your place gets flooded, you may mm-hmm. have lost everything. But uh, maybe we should maybe we should require. I, I'm sure you can you know get your social security card from the state. We come up with some expedited process to get birth certificates or whatever back to you. Yeah, uh, if you've been through a disaster, you know, instead of having to go through the normal. Maybe we should Wait. like tattoo a barcode on people, <laughs> or maybe put like a little chip in their head. Oh yeah, that's or something. That's a great idea right there. It's gonna go over real good. That's gonna go over real good. It's a joke, everybody. It is a joke. Yeah. I was kidding. Right? No, that's totally a joke. We're on a Cajun curl high right now. This oh, yeah. show may, this show may go off the rails. So, Tiny and I just ate. Uh, probably we ate, we had an eight course meal yeah all with cajun curl yes we filmed look for it it'll be coming online a uh some viral video that or some video that's going to be going online mm-hmm. facebook and other outlets so i'm not sure what they're going to do with it but I, it was worth it it was worth man, it yeah. you talk about that was probably top five meals i've ever had in my life i agree i wholeheartedly agree with that and i've eaten if they were taking really me nice places to the execution chamber right now and that was my last meal yeah i could die a happy man right yes yes you're right i would still be eating though you know? <laughs> trying to delay it I would eat as slow as i can <laughs> 
And this guy's been eating his last meal for three days. Like, I like to chew my food thoroughly so it digests well. I like to chew each bite 202 times. That's right. Yes. Oh, but yeah. So anyways, keep your eye out for that. Always our sponsor, Cajun Curl. Great people, good company, good product, you know, so... Uh, we were happy to do it. And you know what I bet the food Cajun was Curl would be good on? What's that? Velveeta shells and cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had some skillet mac and cheese tonight with it on. It was great. And if you're going to eat Velveeta shells and cheese, sure. why would you not pick up the Royal Edition Ooh, Velveeta shells and cheese? They have a Royal Edition? <laughs> they do now. John, have you been uh, keeping up with the Royal Wedding at all? N- not as much as I would... No, really, I haven't. Like, I haven't kept up with it since 1776. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, that's uh, a great joke. I'm just not into the royal, the royal wedding. As I posted online on my personal Facebook page, the greatest royal wedding. Ro- I can't say <laughs> royal. Uh, the greatest royal royal wedding is Randy Macho Man Savage and Miss Elizabeth. So, <laughs> yes. this is the greatest wedding of all time, really. Well, just in time, headline. Velveeta unveils the royal edition of shells and cheese called crowns and cheese. Oh, crowns and cheese. <laughs> Coming to a Walmart near you. Of course. <laughs> Vel- we eating fancy tonight, Leroy. <laughs> Velveeta is rolling out a new product in honor of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle upcoming nuptials on Saturday, May 19th. Okay. Which this show will come out on Monday, so this was yeah, last this Saturday. Last Saturday. This, uh, the day we're recording, it was today. Right. Yeah, early in the morning, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, real early. Anyway, it's full of cheesy goodness. Oh, it's cheesy, all right. <laughs> the company, famous for their delicious macaroni and cheese, has created a luxurious, extra-indulgent special edition of its shells and cheese product, but the macaroni will be in the shape of crowns. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. That's not all you'll get. Customers will also get a gold-plated spoon Ooh. to eat up their favorite comfort food, uh, okay. which will be packaged in a fancy gold foil box. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. The wedding between Prince Harry and former Suits actress is shaping up to be the most anticipated event of the year, but not everything is going as smooth as Velveeta's famous product. After the bride's father was caught seemingly staging photographs with paparazzi a week before the wedding, Thomas Markle announced he would no longer be attending the royal ceremony mm. and subsequ- subsequently would not be walking his daughter down the aisle. What? Which I imagine there's probably some there's royal be guys who got yeah. in touch with him and they are like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're look, not we don't need this. you redneck enough to service or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably like, we're disappointed Then you know, our yeah. new daughter-in-law as it is. We don't want you. <laughs> the queen has banned you from the, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just want to aside here. I don't want to interrupt too long. But when is England going to throw off the bonds of monarchy? You know, I know they... Well, they have as far as political power yeah, goes. But, but they still, like... I mean, let's just get rid of them. They're, like, the only people, like, well, a developed country. Well, not get rid of them, but just let them be normal people. I mean, yeah, just be rich, you know? All they are at this point is mascots, right? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, your whole country is, like, into this wedding thing, you know? I mean, like, right. it seems weird to me. Well, maybe that's because I'm an American and I enjoy freedom as much as the government allows me to enjoy freedom. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, anyway, there's a whole bunch of other stuff on here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Megan Mar- Markle is sad that she, her dad's not going to come. I understand. Yada, yada, yada. The only reason we was reading this story was for the shells and cheese. Yeah, so right. That's, 
to put a bow on it, Velveeta has Tr- now yeah. released their Royal Edition Crowns and Cheese. Yeah. It comes with a gold-plated spoon and a gold box. They're uh, striking while the iron is hot. See the picture of it. It's, oh, yeah. It's pretty fancy. That's looking. classy. I mean, you talk about that's going to be flying off the shelves at Walmart. You might not even get that at Walmart. You might have to go to Target for I that wonder, one. I wonder. <laughs> they don't let our kind in Target. Uh I wonder how expensive it is. Like somebody's gonna miss a mobile home payment to get that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they're gonna need it. They're like we gotta get that. And I'm gonna tell you what. That's one of the more fascinating things too. A lot of rednecks are really into the royal wedding. You know? Really? Yeah. Well, I was not aware of that. Or maybe it's just that I'm friends with a lot of people who are into the royal rednecks and have uh, royal, the royal rednecks. The royal rednecks. That's a good name for a band, by the way. It's a great name for the band. Somebody take that and run with it. But uh, but yeah, so like uh, a lot of my red, you know, redneck friends who hopefully don't listen to this are in. In fact, if you're it, listening, we're not talking yeah, about you. I'm we're talking, talking about, about John's right. other. Friends. Yeah, I'm talking about the other friends, the ones that are rednecks, not you, <laughs> yeah. not not you guys. But they're really into the wedding stuff, you know. Yeah. And like ladies are like, po- and I think it's probably because everybody, every little girl wants to grow up, and marry a prince or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of them end up growing up marrying people like me, (laughs) (laughs) not a prince. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, so there's somebody's going to miss a mobile home payment to buy that box of shells and cheese. Uh, (laughs) what's our next story? Oh man. I'm sorry. Uh, None of my friends are rednecks. I just want (laughs) to, let me just, let me just roll back here a little bit. Not even Bubba Hotel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hotel. I wouldn't That's say a great film. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying, I, I love all of you guys. And I, in fact, at being partially redneck myself, I, right. I, I can't talk about anybody. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will take my shirt off and capture an animal in a heartbeat. All right. Uh, our next story here comes from China. Uh, this is the independent.com.uk uh Pet dog raised by Chinese family for two years turns out to be a black bear. What? Yes. Owners grew suspicious. <laughs> Owners grew suspicious when animal showed talent for walking on two legs. <laughs> I mean, that's has a dead giveaway. Yes. When Sun Yun bought her family a puppy two years ago, she was surprised by how much the dog ate. A (laughs) box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day, she told Chinese media. (laughs) There was, it turns out, a reason for the prodigious appetite. The animal has grown into a 250-pound bear. They let it get to 250 pounds before they were like, wait a minute. By the way, if you look at the picture, there's no way you can mistake that for a dog. (laughs) There's no way at all. It it has no resemblance to a dog. Like When I first read the story, I was like, well, a chow, like a chow dog, could kind of look like a bear. If it's a little bitty cub. Yeah, right, yeah. But that's a full-grown bear. That's like that's like Smokey the Bear. He's coming to put out a campfire. Yeah. All right? And he's like fetching sticks. Yes. He's like chasing like, the tennis ball yes. for your kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the family realized their error when the pet did not stop growing and started showing a talent for walking on two legs. The more he grew, the more like a bear he looked. <laughs> Said Miss Yun, a villager living near the city of Kunming in the Yunnan province. I know how to pronounce it. Long. Great job. Long in Chinese means dragon, by the way. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, I'm a little scared of bears, she said. The animal has now been taken into care at the Yun Yun Wildlife Rescue Center after the family got in touch requesting their help. Footage taken by officials show it standing about a meter tall. Staff were so intimidated by the animal, which had lived in the family home, they sedated it before transportation. Oh, man. Uh, it's just like Mr. T on the A-Team. you got to knock him out before you travel. <laughs> yeah. uh, it has been identified as an endangered Asiatic black bear which would fetch thousands of pounds if sold on the black market, which I didn't know there was a black market for bears, by the way. I guess there's a black market for anything you're not yeah. supposed to have. That's all that deep, dark web stuff. Mm-hmm. You can go buy a bear or a baby or whatever you want to. But that is why you shouldn't buy your puppies off the, off the right. black market. First of all, adopt, don't shop, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and go to a reputable animal shelter near you that's not passing off bears for dogs. Because you don't want to order a iguana and then your, your kid get like a nine-foot-nile crocodile <laughs> in <right>. the mail. <laughs> the family said they bought the animal believing it was a Tibetan mastiff while on holiday in 2016. Uh, any embarrassment they felt may have been mitigated by the fact that they are not the first among their neighbors to mistake the ursine for a canine went on lookout for a family pet. You mean this has happened before? <laughs> In March, local media reported how a man, also from the Yunnan province, <laughs> I, I would just like to say that. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how you say it. Uh, had raised a bear after finding it roaming in the forest and initially believing it to be a stray dog he kept in a cage. Okay, I would just like to say that I Google image to search Tibetan Mastiff right yeah, here. Right. And look at that. Is that okay. not horrifying? Wow. Whoa. But still doesn't look like a bear. Still doesn't look like a bear, but... But that's a scary You know what? Doll. I think I would rather have a pet bear yeah. than have this Tibetan <laughs> Mastiff. I mean, man, please Look don't. at that thing. He Cujo ain't got nothing on that guy. Well, first of all, Tiny, blame the owners, not the dog, okay? <laughs> all right? Yeah. The dog has done nothing wrong. It just looks like a crazy well, killing machine. This one looks machine. like he's getting ready to do some wrong. Yes. That, <laughs> he is getting revved that, up. That is a bad dog. <laughs> I mean, most dogs are good boys, but that is not one. At least based off of the oh, photo. Look at this. Here's a, t- here's a Tibetan Mastiff that looks like a panda. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. Now, I could pass that as a panda. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't call these Tibetan Mastiffs. We should call these Bear Dogs. Yeah, Bear Dog. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah. Oh, I got a new Bear Dog. <laughs> yeah. Got my Bear Dog. Named it Bear Bryant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to name it Bear Bryant you if do. you got a Bear Dog. If you're in Tuscaloosa, you That's absolutely right. do. Just like my Beagle's named Jay Barker for anyone who remembers the 1992 National Championship. Or the 1996 Heisman campaign he had where he finished like third just because people liked him. I mean, he was not a Heisman candidate. He had a right. good season that year. Sorry, I'll get off on a tangent. I'm on football. <laughs> I should shut up right now. But he passed for like 400 yards against Georgia. <laughs> Anyways. Our next story is um, couple earned money on YouTube by skinning endangered animals wow. and then eating them. Oh, Oh, so skinning them wasn't enough. (laughs) I guess not. Let's kick it up a notch and eat it. 
A woman has been arrested after she filmed herself skinning, cooking, and eating endangered animals so that she could earn money on YouTube. Okay. Dressed in hot pants and crop tops. All right. Ah Lin Chu sparked outrage at her choice of food as she presented a survivalist life. <laughs> she ate, and then we got a checklist here. All right, let's go. An endangered fishing cat, a okay. large lizard, several protected species of birds. Uh-huh. A king cobra. Wow. A shark. Okay. Stingrays and frogs. I'm not too worried about yeah. the frogs. Yeah. No, well, Alex, <laughs> Jones, out. Alex Jones told me they're all gay anyways. <laughs> Only because of the chemtrails. <laughs> That's right. Chemtrails and fluoride in the water. However, viewers reported her when they realized that many of the animals that she was eating near her home in Phom Phin, Cambodia, were uh-huh. actually protected species. She and her husband, Pawn Ratty, which I don't think is Ratty. It's That's a be... good name for a band, too. <laughs> Pawn Ratty. Tonight, Royal Rednecks and Pawn Ratty. <laughs> and Bear Dog. And, and special guest Bear Dog. <laughs> anyway, they were tracked down by the country's Ministry of Environment and have publicly apologized for destroying our wildlife. Okay. Chase Sam R., head of the Environment Ministry's General Directorate for Administration of Nature Preservation and Protection. That is a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Come on, guys. You got to... Let's trim that down a bit. Let's <laughs> yeah. acronym it up or something. It's got to be the C-S-A-H-E-M-G-D-A-N-C-P. <laughs> Even that's too long. <laughs> yeah, that's way long. I feel like they just get a marketing team or something together on that. Well, anyway, this is what he had to say. We are now in the process of taking legal action against them while the working group is preparing a report on the matter. The animals that were cooked were mostly not on the endangered list, but they are protected, and only one species was in danger of extinction. The endangered animal is the fishing cat, and its scientific name is, oh, Lord help me, Prionazurus vivineris. Nailed it. <laughs> While the <laughs> lizard, a large heron, and other species of birds are protected, the couple have removed the clips of Alin eating those animals, but still have footage of her eating frogs, a, the cobra, shark, and a stingray. Well, I mean, you Which, can, I mean, knock yourself out. Well, people eat frogs all the time. Yeah, people frog eat legs sharks. Are good. You can eat shark yeah. here in the United States. Right. That's no big deal. I mean, frog legs are pretty good. Yeah. The couple claimed that they bought the wildlife from a local market and then cooked it. So uh-huh. they're saying, look, we did. We yeah. may have eaten it, right. and we may have filmed ourselves breaking the law <laughs> right. and put it up on YouTube for all Always to see. Always a cardinal mistake. <laughs> but we didn't kill it. Yeah, no, we bought it down at the butcher shop. <laughs> yes. got, got tons of fisher cats down there. Says here, environment officials are now investigating where the, whether the animals were killed in the wild or bought from illegal stalls while they prepare the, for the prosecution. Wow. Alin said, quote, I don't even know what kind of animals or birds we used or their impact on wildlife conservation. I bought the wildlife at Prekprov and started filming our videos since December. Now I have already admitted my mistake. So it doesn't sound like she's too sorry there. She's like, I already said I was sorry. I'm sorry. I said I was sorry. (laughs) I know there's only like 30 of these animals left and I ate one, but sorry, God. (laughs) All in's husband, Prown, said that they had intended to earn a living 
from the social media channel, which has so far earned them $500 for Google-sponsored adverts <laughs> being shown on the clips. Doing better than our podcast. I was just fixing to say, yeah. $500 since December, that doesn't sound like yeah. a lot, but that's more than Earth Oddity has made so far. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out here. Maybe we need to eat a bald eagle. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... I mean, that might be just something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just kick that around, brainstorm a little bit. I mean, well, okay, I don't think we should eat a bald eagle and film it and put it on YouTube, but maybe right. if we could get somebody else right. to eat it and then we just film it. Well, yeah, that's probably about it. Look, you put some Cajun curl on it, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Even the beak. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's down good from the butt to the beak. <laughs> well, anyway, it says that uh, Chase Sam Arng said the government was now investigating the couple and the sources of the wildlife that they were cooking. So... Then it's got a bunch of pictures of her holding up all these exotic animals as she's getting ready to yeah. cook them over a campfire and chow down. Yeah, well, in her hot pants and right top. Well, I will say, uh, if you live in Cambodia compared to living in Alabama, most of the animals are going to be exotic, you know, because mm-hmm. you know they're around here. Well, actually, I mean, I will say this: Alabama in the top five of the United States for biodiversity. We have a lot of different. Uh, animals and uh, you know we got Alabama's a pretty biodiverse state. We got more crawfish varieties than I think any state in the uh, United States. So we're not that exotic. But if you see some guy on YouTube holding up a squirrel and he's like, "Come on, skin this thing and eat it," you're like, "Well, I've been doing that my whole life." But you know, as opposed to someone who's in Cambodia holding up a Cambodian, you know, whatever jumping frog and fishing cat. Yeah, fishing cat and, and you're like, Wow, that's pretty exotic. So I mean just she might be eating local animals, but you don't even eating ex- endangered ones. But for five hundred dollars, I mean five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. I was saying, I don't want to table that idea just yet, you know. I promise you her fine probably going to be a little bit more than $500. Well, in Cambodia, so, you may just have to take some licks from the cane, and then you go on about your life. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it's worth it, you know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I got several paddlings in school that were worth them. But, you know, she's a survivalist, so. Right. She may just hit the woods, Eric Robert Rudolph style, and they don't find her for forever. Well, what do you say we take a break? Okay.
Brazier off her new studio album. Okay. And that's the title track off the album, Outcast. Huge shout out to Fat Possum Records and uh, Liz Brazier for uh, giving us special permission to use that song in our uh, our podcast. Now, where did you find this at? We have a local radio station here called uh, 101.7 The Alt. And yeah. They made a Facebook post about some uh, independent or lesser known artists that you might want to check out. And they wrote about Liz Brasher, and I went and listened to it, and I thought it was kind of cool. And right. um, I sent a bunch of emails out. Uh, Fat Possum Records, I emailed her manager, I emailed her publicist. Yeah. But I did, I did get a response from Fat Possum Records, though, and they said, yeah, okay. go ahead. So, well, you know, pretty cool. Fat Possum, uh, they were responsible for... Uh, it's probably been about a decade ago now, releasing a lot of, or recording a lot of blues artists that were kind of mm-hmm. not well known around the country. R.L. Burnside was probably the most popular one of all of them, uh, who I love R.L. Burnside. But if you live in the South, you probably already knew who R.L. Burnside was before mm-hmm. they did it. But he, like, a nationwide popular, he made a lot of money for him before he died. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I love Fat Possum Records. They did a whole documentary about him, too, I think. I've never, I've never mm-hmm. watched it, but uh, I've heard it was really good. So that's kind of interesting. Glad to know that they were cool enough to let us use it. Yeah, and if uh, you want to go check that out, it's available on iTunes. Yeah. Or you can get that off of uh, fatpossumrecords.com. Yeah, and I'd say it rocked. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I have pretty high musical standards, so I Absolutely. like that. And I'm sure our audience does as well. So uh, getting back to stories here, uh, let me get back. This from BBC News. Um, if you have young ones around, just <laughs> be aware there's some sensitive stuff in this uh uh, next article about Anne Frank. Uh, probably never thought I would say that sentence, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Anne Frank's dirty jokes found hidden in diary pages. So this comes uh, from the BBC News. Um, the young Jewish teen's diary, written in hiding from the Nazis, became world famous when published after her death at the end of the war. The hidden pages had been covered with gummed brown paper, apparently to hide her risque writing from her family. New imaging techniques have finally allowed researchers to read them. The entries were written on September 28, 1942, not long after the 13-year-old Anne went into hiding. Uh, I'll use this spoiled page to write down dirty jokes, she wrote (laughs) on a page with a handful of crossed-out phrases and jotted down four dirty jokes she knew. She added a few dozen lines about sex education, imagining she has to give the talk to someone else, and mentioning prostitutes, <laughs> who she wrote, uh, who she wrote elsewhere that her father had told her about. Um, Anne Frank writes about sexuality in a disarming way," said Ronald Leopold of the Anne Frank House Museum in Amsterdam. Like every adolescent, she is curious about the subject. The sentiment was echoed by Frank Van Vrie, director of the Neod Institute, which helped her decipher which helped decipher the pages from new photographs taken in 2016. Anyone who reads the passages that have now been discovered will be unable to suppress a smile. He said, "The dirty jokes are classics among growing children." They make it clear that Anne, with all her gifts, was also an ordinary girl. Uh, one of the jerks jokes read... One of the jerks? Yeah, one of the jerks. One of the jokes read, Do you know why the German Weimark girls are in the Netherlands? Do you know? I don't. 
as mattresses for the soldiers. <laughs> uh, so it's also it's a dig, funny because it's true. And it's a dig at the Nazis, too. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, The Anne Frank Museum said this was not only a... Uh, this was not the only time the teenage girl wrote about sex, mentioning other jokes she had heard uh, the people in her home tell, or the passages about her her periods and sexuality. Uh, writing about the decision to publish the pages that Anne clearly had wanted to keep hidden, the museum said that her diary uh, held significant academic interest, but it also but it also said the pages do not alter our image of Anne. Over the decades, Anne has grown to become the worldwide symbol of the Holocaust, and Anne, the girl, has increasingly faded into the background. Mm -hmm. These literally uncovered texts bring the inquisitive and bring the inquisitive and, in many respects, precocious teenager back to the foreground. Um, Anne died of a disease in a Nazi death camp in 1945, the year the war ended. Her father, the only family member to survive, published her diary in 1947. So Anne, much like most teenagers, um, was had some dirty jokes to tell. That did not make it into my 10th grade English literature no, class. It sure didn't. Mine either. But they weren't <laughs> discovered then, so now I wonder if they will include them. I don't know. Given public education these days, I would think yes. I will say this. When I was in 10th grade, mm -hmm. I, I spoke way yeah. <laughs> more I was horrible I would no, just put too. it that way teenagers yeah. are horrible yeah no. and and you know I, I'm I think of my own life right and as a parent now my oldest son is is eight years old right but I imagine here in the next you know three or four years yeah you know if he's anything like me he is gonna be a horrible well I'll say his, his his thoughts will be absolutely terrible I will say I have a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, he's busting, knocking on the door, 13. Um, got a girlfriend, and uh, they've they've kissed. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've <laughs> kissed, uh, which he doesn't like to talk about. He would be totally embarrassed if he knew I was talking about it on here, but he doesn't Because he's listen. a gentleman. Yeah, right. He doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> That's right. Um, but Thomas I, said a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell, and neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I've I've... I'll go through his phone. He he knows that I do. Mm -hmm. And I have discovered some things that he said that were not what I would <laughs> prefer him to say. Uh-oh. But not surprising that a 12-year-old boy right. has said. Gotcha. Right? So uh, we've had to have some conversations about maybe let's not, let's not talk about those things or let's not use those words. And <laughs> right. so... And and I'll say this, Thomas, and I know every parent thinks their baby's an angel. I don't consider my kids to be angels. They are flawed. They make mistakes and everything. But he's an extremely much good, like us at that age. Yeah, right. He's an extremely good kid. He doesn't get in trouble at school. He makes excellent grades. He's brilliant. He's talented. He's a good kid. You know, but he's a probably old boy, probably right. better behaved than we were at oh, that age. Ex extremely. He has never ever. All right. So you know how. They grade you in elementary school like green light, yellow light, red light. Uh -huh. Never once was off a green light that wow. I remember ever. Has had no disciplinary problems in middle school at all. Has not gotten in trouble at church, scouts, anything he's ever been involved with. Kid's awesome. I, on the other hand, was in trouble <laughs> all the time. All the time. And I don't feel like I was like a mean or malicious kid. I was just a goofy kid. I like yeah. to goof off. But he somehow 
he manages himself pretty well. So when he makes a mistake, I kind of take that into consideration. Like most of the time you're pretty good. So I try not to bring the hammer down on him too hard, especially about stuff that Mm -hmm. I know that he's kind of going through that I went through at the same time. So all of that to say, and Frank's normal teenager, normal teenager, (laughs) right. Writing dirty jokes was not some kind of, you know, she wasn't some horrible otherworldly saint person. Yeah. Right. A normal just teenager. a normal teenager living in the walls to escape Nazis. Talking about her dad and prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently her dad had some issues. I'll just say that much. Didn't go into that part of the article too much, but apparently her dad, her dad had some issues. I'll say he was not spending his time or money wisely. <laughs> you know, as a dad, way. to think that of all the things you've told your daughter right. and all the lessons you've tried to pass on and give that's going to be the one thing that sticks that's out right. for that you're known for <laughs> first of all for like uh all right not only like if you know if for any reason my son found out that i was going to see ladies of the night which i'm not by the way i want to <laughs> want to get that out there this I'm is a hundred and ten percent hypothetical but Okay, so if he does, he's, we probably have some conversations. There'll be some, you know, in-home, internal strife in our family. But yeah. he's not writing a diary that's being read <laughs> for forever by everyone. Okay? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. got to be embarrassing. And her dad's the one who got it published, you know. I would have went through with some whiteout or something. Let's take out this page Well, right they here. said that they found this from impressions. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So he did. He, yeah. Well, he thought he got rid of thought it. Thought he got rid of it, but they were sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> Good thing for him he's moved on before <laughs> yeah. modern forensic techniques were able to bring these bring this to yeah, light. Right. Shine a light on your activities. Yeah. I don't know. You know. But, yeah, that's tough. It's tough to be memorialized forever as a, <laughs> as a John, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Not John, me. You get (laughs) our listeners get what we're saying here. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, our next story is diamonds and beer. Des Plaines Brewery fuses an unlikely combination. Okay. The first brewery to open in Des Plaines fuses two seemingly desperate industry desperate. How do you say that word? Disparate. Disparate industries. That's how I say it. (laughs) Crafting beer. And forging cremated remains into diamonds. Okay. Yes, the duo, Greg Harrow and Dean Vanden Bison, who invented the process for creating diamonds from ashes of the deceased, are using their scientific expertise and taste for beer to open Fibs Brewing Company. Hmm. Four beer fermenters will be lined up near four 13,000-pound diamond-making machines at the Life Gym Jewelry Manufacturer with a glass wall separating the equipment. Customers sitting at the Mahogany Wood Bar will have a front row seat when the industrial tap room at 260 Howard Avenue opens this fall. Where else can you go and have a pint of fresh beer and watch machines make diamonds out of dead people, Harrow said. Nowhere, of course, but before feeling squeamish about the pairing, give the burgeoning brewers a chance to share their story. In 2002, Harrow and Vanden Bison opened Life Gym at an industrial property on the south side of Des Plaines. There, they began their patented process for speeding up a process that takes millions of years in nature. Their goal has been to memorialize lost loved ones to bring comfort to the people left behind. 
Whirring machines mill the cremated remains at 1 million pounds per square inch wow. while the forming stone is heated at thousands of degrees. The entire process takes about six months, and the diamonds will be set on rings or pendants. Six months. That's yeah. a big beer you're going to drink. <laughs> you're going to be there a while. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be knee-walking drunk when you come out of there. <clears throat> Which, the article goes on to say that uh, th- this was developed partially because he had a family member who didn't want to be in a grave or in an urn. So yeah. they were like, well, what can we do? And uh, like, well, Let's make a diamond out of you. <laughs> let's make a diamond out of you. And apparently they're big fans of craft beers, so they've already got Life Gym, and they just decided to, hey, let's, uh, let's just let's open up a brewery. a brewery, too. And yeah. you can come in, and you can see these big, huge machines turning cremains into... Yeah. Diamonds and buy a beer, yeah, and buy a beer. Yeah, well, which put the bear thing aside. What do you think about uh, diamonds from Cremains? I think it's kind of neat, personally. What I do mean, you think? it's pretty fascinating. It's yeah. not my thing, you know. I don't want to be. I mean, first of all, when I die, I don't really care what they do with me, <laughs> right? You know, but you know, it's not my wish to be cremated. Uh-huh. But if my wife decides to, there's nothing I can do about it. So just burn me up, fam. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but. uh uh, I think it's kind of neat. Now, I don't know that if if I had a, you know, like, let's say, you know, I've got my parents turned mm-hmm. into diamonds. I don't know that I would wear them around, you know. Like, <laughs> really? You're just like, oh, look, there's dad on my necklace and I got mom on my ring or whatever. It seems kind of morbid. But also having an urn of ashes on your mantle seems mm-hmm. kind of morbid to me, too. So, I don't know. And maybe that's just because we're Southern and we stick our folks in the ground. You know, if you're Baptist and you die, you're in the ground within a day and a half. And I we actually, do it quick. Our I actually think it's really fast. neat, you know, personally. Yeah. Now, I, I probably don't have the money to spend yeah. that's to what I think. turn well, that's loved ones say, into diamonds. Let's say, like, business for the diamonds, uh, you mm-hmm. know, loved ones into diamonds has got to be kind of slow, you know. Right. So, the tap Which, rooms well, probably Well, I will say, though, it rent. is affordable. You, yeah. can, you can get, I mean, it's it's... I mean, it's a few thousand dollars, but it's not like it's it's like two or three thousand, depending yeah. on what size carrot you want okay. and what cut you want. I'd want the biggest one I could get. You know, <laughs> you know okay, I don't think it'll ever have ever happen, but I would like to get a gauntlet, and I want <laughs> the infinity gauntlet, and I want the cremains of Joe Rogan and Chris Hardwick and Sarah Koenig and Chuck Bryant, okay, and Josh Clark, and you, by the way, oh, all and right, put them in that gauntlet, and okay. then I would just be like in all <laughs> the best podcaster ever because I would have all your powers. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty fascinating. I wouldn't do it, you know. Yeah. It's not my wish, and I probably wouldn't get it done to any of my family. I, we're all, we already got our spots picked out, so <laughs> you know, I know where I'm gonna be buried. And let me ask you this: Would you go for a natural burial, or are you going to get the the oh yeah from out of hide the whole yeah nine. put it all so shoot me up fam. <laughs> okay. i'm fine with all that you know i want to be looking good you know when the rest when the uh when the uh rapture happens <laughs> i want to be looking good <laughs> i want to get like a viking burial okay. i want to get on the boat like and have pier, the flaming yeah. arrow yeah. shot into me i like it that would work <laughs> well I've, I've, t- I've alluded to some of my funeral pa- plans before and uh, it sounds awesome it's gonna be it's gonna be a riot. Yeah. Covered dish supper afterwards, by the way. So bring a casserole. This funeral brought to you by Cajun Curl. That's right. That's right. I'll have a logoed <laughs> casket. Yeah, a big sticker sticking on it. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that'd be good. Yeah, I think I've. You know, if that's your thing, then do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. You can get a, a diamond. I've seen the things where they can uh, 
take you and bury you with like a tree seed and mm-hmm. you turn it you you like fertilize a tree i think that's kind of cool that's kind of neat yeah because you could go to that tree and be like you know that's where pawpaw you know was, yeah was he helped that tree grow or whatever and that's kind of neat i think that's you know a good thing to do yeah but really shoot me full of chemicals stick me in a box and put me in the ground in rehoboth baptist cemetery in <laughs> fed alabama and that's where i'll be whenever y'all want to come see me right by the rest of my family so yeah that's just me I'm also on the cemetery committee for our church, by the way. Uh, I don't think anyone knows I'm on the committee because I've never (laughs) been to a meeting or anything. I didn't know we had a committee for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you got to get cleared if you hadn't bought a spot or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So who cleared uh, the church to put a volleyball court right, <laughs> right, right, in, I have no right idea. at the, the very edge of the cemetery? I, but I also feel like that the more people die, the volleyball court's going to have to move, you know? Because <laughs> yes. eventually somebody's going to be buried in the volleyball court. So, yeah, I don't know. But we do have a nice beach volleyball. I've always thought Chuck should, like, advertise that, like, in the summer when all the youth come up, what is it, on Friday nights and play volleyball? Right, yeah. You know, he should, like, advertise that as Volleyball of the Dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it just sounds more fun. That's right. It's, you know, got well, a better ring than just, you know, Volleyball on Friday. Yeah. It's Volleyball of the Dead. Well, look, if you're a youth minister at the end of your volleyball match, what better thing to do than go, all right, let's get every head bow, every eye closed. Right here behind me are a million or hundreds of people. Not a million. Yeah, not a million. <laughs> we got a bunch of people who have passed on, you know, and some of them made the decision to follow Jesus and some of them didn't. <laughs> Do you know right now, if you were to be in that cemetery, <laughs> where your afterlife would be? I mean, yes. you just got a whole, like, you know, ambiance going on there. So I don't know. <laughs> As Chuck wouldn't do anything like that. No. He's, he's much too He's decent. way more yeah. responsible than right. I am. Yeah, he's not going to scare people into heaven. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which, arguably, I don't know if you can do that anyway. Yeah, I don't think but, you can either. No, yeah. I really don't. Anyway. I, I'm, I, I'll go on record say I'm anti that tactic. You know, I don't like it at all because, <laughs> yeah, me you either. know, I mean, it's, I'm just, I'm just, I just don't, I'm not comfortable with it. I'll just put it that way. Well, you got anything else? Well, the only other thing I have is the butt ripped jeans. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'll just I'll just hit it quickly. I won't even pull up the article. Fashion, y'all. Yes, yeah, just fashion. Because where do you go for fashion? Earth Oddity bo- podcast. <laughs> uh, there's a new trend called butt ripped jeans, and basically, it is exactly what exactly it sounds exactly like. Exactly what it sounds like. I will say in doing my research for this article, one of the more enjoyable article researches I've done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they don't put normal people in these no, ads. <laughs> no, it's not me and you no, in a butt rib jeans. It's not tiny wearing butt rib jeans. <laughs> no, That's not how you sell butt rib no. jeans. I've, I've had a few butt rib jeans before. <laughs> and they typically get thrown away. Yeah, they get thrown away. <laughs> no day. one wants to see me wearing them. But it's basically exactly what it sounds like. And young people, because young people are always doing crazy things, are wearing them out. And you can see their booty hanging out of their out of their jeans. So when I was a kid, you had to trip on your skateboard, that's right, <laughs> yeah, or have a bike rack, have a bike rack to have butt rip jeans. Yes. Now you can buy them like that from the right. store. Or you got an old pair and you're wearing them out working in the yard. <laughs> you squat down and you rip them. But uh, you know, I would say that to me. Everybody having their bare butt touching seats uh, doesn't seem like the most sanitary thing in the world. So just be aware. If you have butt ripped jeans on, 
<laughs> and you're sitting in a seat before me, I'm gonna wipe it off before I sit down in it. So I don't need your hepatitis or whatever you got. So. In real life, it's not as attractive as the ads in the article. Yes, that's right. Yes, no, you'll see people at Walmart wearing them who shouldn't be wearing them. <laughs> I guarantee you, they'll be picking up some royal mac and cheese, cheese and shells, or whatever it is. Yeah. And I uh, got their butt ripped jeans on and a Dale Junior T-shirt, and uh, <laughs> and they're out shopping. Got a couple of cartons of Marlboros. And, uh, and their booty's hanging out for everybody to see. So this is what you get, cool people who are like, I got a body and I can wear these. You're going to get people who shouldn't be wearing them, wearing them. And that's and your, your punishment. Fault. Yeah, that's your punishment. You <laughs> have to you view get. these people. So, uh, But, yeah, that's, that's really all we got. All right. Well, again, we have too many... Uh, reviews I mean, to go through all of them. Right. But reviews you just take rolling four. in. But yeah, right. Number one, first of all, we're the number one podcast in New Zealand. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I haven't seen anything to verify that, but we're just rolling with it. Uh, number one podcast in New Zealand. Got got the New Zealanders in our Facebook group too. So, you know, join our Facebook group, Earth Oddity Podcast, and, uh, and interact with people from around the world who love this podcast. Absolutely. So... All right, our first review comes from the Peapod in five stars. If you need something light and entertaining for your daily listening that points out just how wild and weird our world is, then you found the right podcast. Great comedy and great rapport between the hosts makes listening fun. Also, you'll just feel more normal at the end. Yeah. Which is true. Right. <laughs> yes. You know. You will feel normal. Thank you so much, Peapod. We're glad you enjoy Okay, next up, uh, this is from Jamie and Jammies. Uh, I'm going to read this exactly as you wrote it, Jamie and Jammies. Um, and I'm not making fun of you. This is just the words you penned. And, uh, you don't want to misrepresent And I don't want to misrepresent you. Uh, funny and informative. Five stars. These guys have done a spectacular researching odd news. As someone who enjoys a bit of oddity, this is fits perfectly with my interest. It is apparent the hosts really have fun. So thank you, Jamie and Jammies. I like your name, by the way. That's a good yeah. one. And uh, I'm as someone who types a lot and screws up, I understand. So This could be a bot, and if so, we thank you for yeah, listening. Could be. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Russian bot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I hope we are not influencing an election for you. So <laughs> Our next review comes from Jay Money. Funny and entertaining, five stars. These guys are something else. I know Tiny personally, Ooh. and he is a great dude. Thank you so much, Jay Money. All right. I haven't heard of half these crazy stories before, and their comments keep me laughing. I do not even watch the news anymore. I just tune into Earth Oddity. Keep up the good work, guys. All right. Thank That's, you, Jay think, Money, for yeah. your kind words, and thank you for making us your sole source for news. worldwide news. Right. I mean, if you can't get it anywhere else, this is where you should get it. Uh, all right. Our next is from VW Buggin. All right. I like this. Probably somebody drives a VW Bug. That's just what I'm thinking. Uh, the title is Pineapple Pizza Matters. So I'm already starting off on the wrong foot there, VW. Uh, although the hosts are terribly mistaken when it comes to their refusal to embrace the del deliciousness of the pineapple on pizza. I find their show to be, quite honestly, the most entertaining, engaging, and uplifting show available today. 
Their personalities blend well, and I find myself feeling lost and confused once the episode ends, having to wait another week for them to dish up more news that fits to the dish. That is fit to dish. Sorry. (laughs) See, I can't read or write. Uh, Thankfully, they have found the show, and thankful to have found the show, and look forward to what each week has in store for us. A closing question. Cajun curl on pizza. Hmm. Yes, please. Yeah, I would say give me all of it you got. So that's pretty good. We have some good reviews. We got a few more in the in the works. You know, yeah. ask everybody. You know, we'll get to them all eventually. Right. Yeah. Take take a little bit of time. Go and review and rate the podcast mm-hmm. because uh, you know it really helps. We just like the feedback. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're in the Facebook group, if you're not, join it. You can always tell us hey, this sounds bad or this sounds great or you should do this or you should do that. You know, we just want to be your friends more than than anything else because we're lonely and we only have each other to talk to. So (laughs) engage us so we can serve you better, really. We're doing this for you. Don't be shy to go and post stories in the Facebook group and then we can all talk about them. Right. Uh, I've started getting submissions on a weekly basis. People send stories to us. Yeah, Uh, that's what we want to do. Speaking of which, I meant to shout out Mr. Gene Curl. Thank you so much for sending in the uh, bear... Uh, was the, the puppy was a bear yeah, story? Puppy, yeah, puppy turned out to be a bear. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> that's crazy. That's hey, our dog really likes honey, you know, <laughs> and picnic <laughs> and baskets. picnic baskets. <laughs> uh, we should have hit that joke during it. We should have. That didn't come to me though. But yeah, really, guys, thank you so much for your support. We 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 are just pleased that anyone listens, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that you guys will take a little time to. To interact with us, to rate and review us, uh, means a lot for real. I mean, from, it does. The, from the bottom of my heart, you know, also want to talk about Cajun Curl. Like we said, we're going to have at some point some viral ads coming out <laughs> that uh, should be precious, by the way. And uh, we hope you guys will see them. But check out Cajun Curl, CajunCurl.com. It'll really change the way you cook and, and eat and enjoy food because it is amazing. And we're going to give away some next week, too. Yeah, right. Not yeah. sure what we're going to do yet, but stay glued to our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll find a good contest yeah. to do because you guys need to experience it. We'll get you a little bit for free. So. And you deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah. Absolutely. You treat yourself. <laughs> yes. I believe that's what the kids say. So <laughs> yeah. sounds pathetic when I say it. <laughs> Let's Appreciate get out of that. here. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Acast, Overcast, CastBox, Podcast Republic. Boom. Love them. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks you, for listening. You can like us on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group. You can also follow us on Twitter or on Instagram. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. Right. Uh, right. Don't be shy. Introduce yourself. We want to be your friend. Yeah, we're not mean at all. No, not at all. No. Tiny looks intimidating, but he's not. (laughs) No. Super nice dude. (laughs) Way less intimidating than that Tibetan whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That dog's dog's horrible. (laughs) Yes. I'm having nightmares about him. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. That's right. We're out of here. See you next week.
This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.